Hi everybody, Mike Wardrock from Encounter Church here, and thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Our prayer is that through this podcast, you could have an encounter with Jesus that will change your life. And now get ready for an inspiring message from our teaching team. Thanks, right? So you guys can have a seat. Thank you so much. Okay, this is much higher than what I was practicing from. Excellent. <laughs> um, it's so... Let's try that. Yeah, that's good. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Hello, hello. Um, yes, like Mike said, uh, my name is Pieta. I'm the Generations Pastor here, and it's so good to have you here today. Um, hello, online church. Okay, no, I was going to do the right thing and look at the right, yep, hello online church. Yes, I can see the light there. Um, uh, Yeah, welcome to 2023, pressure of of preaching, but at least I know that um, all of you will walk away knowing that you've heard the best sermon come out of Encounter all year. At least, at least for the next six days, I can hold that. <laughs> uh, let me start with a story. Uh, so at my school in Year 9, we had an outdoor education camp. It was um, a survivor-style camp. We had, uh, did challenges in order to uh, earn points, to earn money, to buy food that we cooked ourselves on campfires. Um, we were very much left to our own devices. I slept in a barrel that week because I was the only one who could fit into it. Uh, now, there was adult supervision, uh, but it was pretty limited and it would not pass OHS and uh, child regulations now. But one of the challenges we had was to um, swing across, there was a rope swing. So there's two big hills, and we started on the top of one hill and we would swing down across a, a, a fairly shallow creek. It was only about ankle deep. Um, swing across and land on the other side. Uh, but the problem was if you were quite tall, or if you're a bit heavier, didn't have the upper body strength, you wouldn't be able to pick yourself high enough to get down the slope before you got up the other side. Uh, so one of the guys in my group, let's call him Philip, uh, he was taller, didn't have as much upper body strength. Um, so he jumped and his feet clipped the edge as he was coming down, but the momentum of the rope swing pulled him and he smacked belly flopped into the creek completely drenched down his front. Uh, now, this wasn't the first time this had happened that day, uh, but the difference was he picked himself up and he lined up again. Uh, so slowly, he got to the front of the line uh, and again, he jumped, his feet clipped, momentum and smack, belly flopped into the creek. Again, completely drenched, uh, but he picked himself up and lined up again. Uh, he didn't even do the awkward laugh that teenagers do when they hurt themselves, but they're embarrassed, and so they're just like... <laughs> um, he picked himself up <laughs> and kept going. Uh, now, I wish there was a resolution to this story and that he did make it to the other side, but I genuinely can't remember if he did. Uh, but that's not the point. Uh, the point is that uh, he showed perseverance and he showed resilience. Uh, Philip had the deck stacked against him, but he tried and tried again. Uh, That is resilience. It's not succeeding or doing well. It is having things not go your way and struggling, but continuing to move forward. Now, before I get into it, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, 
We are so grateful that we get to be in your house this very warm afternoon, Lord. Um, I pray the cliche line that may these words be yours and not mine, Lord, because your words are true and they were powerful. I pray that everyone in this room will come away from this knowing that little bit more about you and your will and your purpose for their life, Lord. Um, Take away any distractions and just fill us with your peace and your power this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, So like Mike said, this is a series on uh, our missional values, our vision values, uh, and I'm preaching this afternoon on developing resilient disciples. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, So this is actually our number one missional value. That is how important this is. Uh, And we think this is important because God thinks it's important. Matthew 28, 19 reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But what does developing resilient disciples actually mean? Let's break it down. Developing. uh, That we are better today than we were yesterday, more this week than last week, greater this year than last. The benchmark is yourself, is being better than you were. So the purposes of this sermon, we're going to be looking at this as the constant pursuit to spend more time with Jesus in order to know Jesus more, in order to be more like Jesus. Resilience. Christian counsellor Donna Gibbs give a beautiful uh, description of what resilience is. Resilience comes when God takes a painful circumstance in our lives and not only heals us, but makes us even stronger than we were prior to this struggle. Perseverance, endurance, steadfastness all relate to resilience. Resilience is not a fun or exciting necessarily uh, characteristic, uh, but it helps us through the hardest moments in our lives and allows us to be vulnerable, empathetic and hopeful on the other side. Resilience is not just about surviving, but is living life to the full, all ups and downs. Disciple, lifelong followers of Jesus that stand the test of time. Us, it is the church. We see the growth of individuals um, even since the start of Encounter. Girls like Grace and Cadence, who were in kids' ministry, they're now in youth ministry, and now they are serving in kids' ministry and on platform. Uh, But it doesn't matter what stage you are in. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are a growing disciple. Even Brant is a growing disciple. Uh, Our friends at the Barna Group describe a resilient disciple. So going in, so we've looked at developing resilient disciple, but what is a resilient disciple? The Barna Group describes resilient disciples as Christians who, one, attend church at least monthly and engage with their church more than just on a Sunday service. Two, they trust firmly in the authority of the Bible. Three, are committed to Jesus personally and affirm that he was crucified and raised from the dead to conquer sin and death. And finally, four, they express a desire to transform the broader society uh, as an outcome of their faith. 
So this research went on to highlight that the vast majority, so 88%, of resilient disciples firmly asserted that the church is a place where I feel I belong. And 82% said, I am connected to a community of Christians. So do you consider yourself a resilient disciple? Or is that a goal of yours this year? You know, new year, new me, making new goals. Is it, your, is it your desire to spend more time with God and to grow spiritually? If so, do you attend church regularly? Do you engage with church more than just on a Sunday? Are you part of a life group, part of a cord? Have spiritual friendships, mentors, mentees? Do you, are you personally committed to Jesus and believe in his life, death and resurrection? And most importantly, is your life transformed by knowing God? And do you live with a spirit of integrity that is undeniably aligned with God's will for your life? So what does the Bible say about resilience, about being a resilient disciple? Our teaching text today is from Romans 5, 3 to 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So quick synopsis on Romans, where this uh, section comes from. The book of Romans was written by Paul to, you guessed it, the Romans. Uh, Specifically, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people. It is the longest and most theologically significant of all of Paul's letters. Why? Well, Paul uh, was writing to a church. He'd never actually visited himself. So he wasn't writing on a specific cultural issue. He was giving more of a broad overview and laying down of the doctrine of salvation. Paul was writing about justification by faith and salvation by grace. The first, uh, the first line of our teaching text uh, reads, we glory or rejoice in our sufferings. No, Paul doesn't say we rejoice because of our sufferings. He says we rejoice in our sufferings. This is because we have a hope that is only found in Jesus. That means our joy is still joy, even in our sufferings. Suffering can be fruitful if we respond to it positively. But we can't learn perseverance if we have nothing to persevere through. This word hope that we uh, see at the end of our teaching text uh, isn't a wishful or a weak hope. It comes from the Greek word elpis, meaning conviction. It is a hope-filled certainty. The object of this certainty being the glory of God. Paul goes on in Romans to explain that you can, without a doubt, objectively know that God loves you, even if your feelings or situations might cause you to believe otherwise. Theologian John Stock goes on one step further and states that suffering is the best context in which to become assured of God's love. Uh, We see Paul explaining that resilience and character is not compensation for suffering, uh, but a fruit of suffering. This might be hard to hear because we like the comfortable. We like the nights in, the comfy clothes, the Uber Eats, uh, 
but sometimes God challenges us to help us understand the reality of the condition of our faith. Let me say that again. Sometimes God uses challenges to help us understand the reality of the condition of our faith. John Eldridge explains how humans are meant to be amphibious, going into this idea of the natural and the spiritual. So frogs are amphibious, they can live wholly in water, and they can live also on land. So us as Christians are too called to live completely in the spiritual realm and completely in the natural. We rejoice with the great, in the grace that has been freely given to us, which is the promise of eternal life with God. But we also rejoice in our sufferings because, the, because of the fruit that this bears. So this is a depiction of having one foot in, the, in both realms, grace from the spiritual and at the same time suffering in the natural. Both simultaneously pointing towards the hope of the glory of God. <clears throat> I was at a, uh, a wedding a few weeks ago and I was talking to the best man not Tom. Uh, This is one of the three weddings in the last four years that we've actually just attended together. Uh, I went to school with the best man and he was catching me up in his life since we'd finished. Uh, And he was telling me he had the journey of how he he moved to Sydney and then had just recently come back to Adelaide. Uh, And the way he was talking was just so different to any young person I have talked to. The way everything was centred around God and God's will for his life was so incredible. Uh, I actually had to catch myself because he said the words and that's when my wife got the call to come back to Adelaide. And in my head, I'm going, who, who called you? Your, your boss? Your mum? Her boss? Uh, but then I realised he was talking about God. That's when Paige got the call to come back to Adelaide. Uh, so the way he so simply and with authority spoke about God being present in his life was so countercultural and refreshing. So my friend lives with this hope-filled certainty of God's glory. So personally, for me, there have been three pivotal moments in my life where my faith has gone from rote learned to resilient. Uh, they, and these are clear examples of this. So when I decided to get baptised, so the first one, when I decided to get baptised uh, before my family and I moved overseas for my dad's work. So I was a preteen, I knew I would be leaving behind my church, my friends, my cushy little private school, um, and I would be going to a country that I did not know, no friends and no church community. Um, uh, and I had to put in place the safety net of the public commitment to God and in my own way of boasting in God and the reconciliation I have received through Christ. So Paul writes about the importance and significance of being baptised later on in Romans in in chapter 6, verse 4. We are buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Uh, So going back to the four descriptions of a resilient disciple, uh, this was my acknowledging my personal commitment to Jesus moment. When Tom and I got engaged and started looking for a new home church, we had to step out, out of our known and safe community 
So it was to a space where we could grow and learn from the spiritual relationships that tested us. So this is moment number two. Uh, that is how we found Encounter. Uh, it wasn't an easy transition. There was a lot of mess and a lot of grief about leaving behind a church family and entering into a new one. But the growing pains of spiritual growth hurt enormously less than the emptiness of being placid in our faith. This new growth was exponential and testing and fulfilling. So this was my attend church regularly and more than just on a Sunday moment. Moment number three. So the first time someone cried uh, when they were telling me something that they were struggling with. I felt completely out of my depth uh, and very ill-equipped to be sitting here with this person. Uh, but I realised that it wasn't me or my comfort that they needed or wanted. It was God's peace that they needed. I realised that I could be a vessel for God's peace and wisdom in order to help others. But I had to work on myself and my own resilient discipleship before I could help others. You know, in an aeroplane where they say to put your own mask on before helping the elderly and children? I get that now. Uh, so this moment was my desire to transform the broader society because of my faith moment. Data from the Barney Institute notes um, that only 21% of Christians who are not in a discipling community, so people who said they were Christian but not part of a church home, only 21% of them said they would be comfortable sitting with a friend in a time of suffering. Comparatively, 58% of Christians who were part of a discipling community, part of a church, said that they were very comfortable helping people three times of suffering as a friend. So perhaps our ability to sit with others in their suffering and journey with them is an indication of how resilient our discipleship is. As our teaching text reads, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. Hope-filled certainty is the fruit of suffering. So we have hope purely and simply because Jesus died for us and now we have access to God. We can live in a state of hope-filled certainty that we stand in God's grace and can boast in the glory of God because Jesus rose again. So whatever your current struggle or growth is at the moment, know that failure is only final in the absence of faith. The power of God is with you in your struggles and the glory of God is still to come. I'll invite the band up as I finish up. So what do you struggle with in terms of being a resilient disciple? Is it rocking up to church? Is it believing in the truth of the Bible? Is it having a personal commitment to God? Is it, sitting, is it loving others and sitting with them in their grief and suffering? Developing resilient disciples is a missional goal of ours at Encounter. It is important. So what is your current suffering that will in time bear the fruit of perseverance, which will help build your character and ultimately give you hope and transform you into a resilient disciple? Mark Sayers uh, has a quote that says, a seed doesn't get planted for its own purpose. 
it is planted for its fruit. We are not developing into resilient disciples for the purpose of becoming a resilient disciple. We are developing into resilient disciples in order to develop others into resilient disciples. Let me say that again. We are not developing into resilient disciples in order to be a resilient disciple. We are developing into resilient disciples in order to make resilient disciples of others. This leads to the building of the kingdom of God. Jesus suffered and paid the ultimate price first so that we, can, we, all of us, can come to God and know the Father in order to be, and He died in order to be an example of the hope that we have in Him. The overflow of our lives should emanate this hope that we have in Christ and compel, and compel others to question what makes us different. 2022 may have been a year of suffering or it may have been a year of rejoicing in the Lord. But if there's something you need to leave behind in 2022, leave it behind. We say here at Encounter, the best is yet to come. The next year is the best year because our goal is not to be happy or to succeed. Our goal is intimacy with Jesus. We see this through Scriptures time and time again. The research from the Barna Group highlighted this as well. The number one trait of resilient disciples was intimacy with God. So welcome to 2023. May any possible suffering you go through be but a tunnel with the hopeful glory of God at the end of this tunnel. So if there's something you need to leave behind in 2022, whether it be a bad habit, a relationship, a grief or a suffering, we would love to pray for you. This is your invitation to come down the front and lay down your suffering at Jesus' feet. Uh, if you're a bit nervous or don't feel comfortable coming up by yourself, bring a friend. But don't miss this opportunity to be prayed for and over. We are here waiting. Thanks so much for listening. I pray that you were able to hear from God in a fresh way today. We would love to hear from our listeners. To connect with us or to financially support the work of Encounter, please jump on our website, encounteradelaide.com.au. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to jump onto iTunes, Spotify, or your podcast provider and give us a rating and review. Or share this message on your social media accounts and tag us at Encounter Adelaide. God bless. Have an amazing week.